Welcome back, Chad Nation. This is Chelsea on Chad. Glad to have you here and glad to get into this next discussion about a book release that took place today. I want to put this one on your radar because I think this is a really important one. And we're lucky enough to get to talk to the author about why she wanted to dive into this subject. How does Edmonton play into this? And what do you need to do? What do you need to know when it comes to the subject matter? It's called Defending Animals, Finding Hope on the Front Lines of Animal Protection. I mean, we all love animals. So uh, this is, I think, a really interesting one for anyone who's got an animal in their life that they feel close to. Uh, we we really, we have such an intricate and intimate relationship with animals in our lives. So let's talk about the book itself with Professor of Management and Organizational Studies at Western University, Dr. Kendra Coulter. Dr. Coulter, thank you so much for making the time and congratulations again. The book is officially out today. It is. Thank you, Chelsea. I'm so happy to be speaking with you. Well, I'm interested to hear a, a little bit more about what it was that compelled you to to write this, why you wanted to dive into this. I mean, you're a professor of management and organizational studies, so this feels like a little bit of a departure from what you're looking into and talking about day to day. Are animals just a passion of yours? What led to you to wanting to write this book? It's a really exciting time at universities for people who are interested in, in animals. So I've actually been studying the front lines of animal protection for nearly a decade. Oh, okay. Looking at all the cross-section of different organizations and, and work involved. And so this book is a culmination of really intricate and interesting research across the front lines of animal protection. And it's a powerful expression of solidarity with animals themselves and with the people on those front lines, the diverse people uh, close to home around the world who are doing this crucial and life-saving work. I, I would imagine that there are a lot of professions that kind of surprised you when you were researching this. I mean, the book is called Finding Hope on the Front Lines of Animal Protection. I mean, there are there are animal rights activists, there are lawyers, there are all kinds of people that work in the sector. What were some that you discovered in your research that kind of shocked you? It's a really interesting cross-section, exactly as you say. So, I mean, we're going to be hearing from animal cruelty investigators, animal welfare inspectors, people who are going out in our communities, making sure animals are safe uh, and people are safe. And sometimes cases move on to the criminal justice system, so we have forensic veterinarians who are sort of like CSI, but, but for crimes against animals uh, and animal lawyers. When we look around the world, you know, we move into some tropical rainforests, you're seeing conservation workers, park rangers on the front line who are defending some of the most endangered species, wildlife rehabilitators who are taking good care of our, are, are trying to take good care of our, our animal neighbors, and of course, um, looking at farms, looking at horses, looking at chickens and cows, um, and, and, and what, what all of these animals have in common and what the people on the front lines, how they differ, but also what they have in common. And what became really clear is that the well-being of people and animals is actually intimately connected. Hmm. I, I'm wondering what conclusions you drew after talking to all of these people in all of these different areas of, of coverage when it comes to animal protection. Was it an overall feeling, Dr. Coulter, of of optimism or frustration because the fight is so big? Both. So people, regardless of where they're working, which kind of animals they're working to help, have seen significant changes over the course of their careers, that there's stronger laws, more investment in protection, new businesses that are being created um, to, to take better care of animals or to replace harmful practices. 
and you know, it, I'm really uh, grateful to have this beautiful quote from Dr. Jane Goodall uh, on on the front of the book, and she's you know the person who's done more for animals than anybody else on the on the planet. Uh, and you think about someone like her who's been working uh, on these issues, trying to protect animals for her entire life, and she's just one of many many animal animal defenders. People of all kinds, all backgrounds are working, and 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 what's connecting them uh, is that mixed sense of of hope and an ongoing perseverance because mm. they're continue to be challenges despite the major strides that we've made. And it's just, you know, it's really about protecting animals, but it's also fundamentally about protecting people too. You know, you mentioned Jane Goodall and you're right. I mean, that name carries a lot of weight. Everybody knows who that is. And her quote about your book is, defending animals is a compelling exploration of animal protection, challenging readers to build a more compassionate and equitable world. So yeah, some some big words there uh, that I think, yeah, you should have slapped right on the cover of that book. And I'm glad that, <laughs> I'm glad that you did. I'm excited to dive into this one. Um, I'm curious, what would surprise our listeners about animal rights? You know, we've been talking about the people that are protecting them, but when it comes to animals themselves, what are some things that might shock people that we might be taking for granted just living our daily lives? Well, animals are sentient beings. You know, everyone who has an animal in their family member knows that. They can feel sadness and fear, but they can also feel joy. Uh, and, and I think what we want is for animals to feel as much happiness uh, as, as possible. So, you know, the book uh, explores a, a range of different perspectives, a range of different approaches, um, and, you know, there are, there are differences and there are debates, and I think those are good and, th- and those are healthy. Um, what's key is that wherever people are on their educational journeys, uh, at their careers, on their career journeys, there's, there are opportunities for us even in our daily lives to, to make positive changes. You know, what we purchase, uh, what we wear, which organizations we support, mm-hmm and uh, what, what decisions our, our workplaces and, our, and, and, and um, employers make in terms of the d- decisions at the workplace that are absolutely crucial, especially when you're purchasing, when you're, when you're a big employer. Those decisions that you're making can have so many different effects on, on animals. And I think what's really crucial is that we, we, we feel that empathy and we keep animals front of mind and keep animals in our hearts because really they deserve so much better. Break it down for us a little bit more, Dr. Coulter. How can people make, you know, an easy change in their daily lives? What are a couple suggestions in terms of the things that you're describing, the different ways that we can purchase items or um, or just practice the the ways that we go about our, our workday, for example? What are some things that people can do right now? People can look at the cosmetics and personal care products that they use and see if they're tested on animals. You know, we've got new federal legislation in Canada moving away from testing cosmetics on animals, which is another significant victory uh, in, in, in this space. But in the interim, until that comes into effect, what are you purchasing? Is it made from an animal? How was that animal treated? Is there perhaps an alternative to being tested on animals or using an animal? And um, also, I think that people can look at the organizations at work because as individuals the choices we make are really important but there are also there's also this network of organizations many of which are nonprofits dependent on donations and fundraising who are doing that difficult work on the front lines it can be emotionally challenging it can be physically dangerous um, but they are the key they are the the the, the, the essential piece that that that's doing the work and so if people are able they can support organizations that are meaningful to them and you know along those lines not a nonprofit, but you actually have some really interesting animal protection work going on at Edmonton that I think might be of interest. You mentioned that Edmonton plays a, a little bit of a role in the book. Can you expand on that? Absolutely. And I, I know I know there's a little bit of a hockey rivalry, but Calgary's got <laughs> a fairly prominent role in the book, too. So what's noteworthy about these two Alberta cities 
uh, are the partnerships that are being formed around animal protection. Hmm. Because it's complicated, crimes against animals, animal harm exists on something of a spectrum where there could be people struggling to keep their own head above water and do the best for their animals on the one end, and that requires particular sorts of responses around empathy and providing resources and support. On the other end of the spectrum are the more heinous and disturbing crimes against animals, violence against animals. So your city is home to Canada's, what I say first, because you have laid down the path and the gauntlet, but I don't believe you'll be the last, the first city with a dedicated animal cruelty investigation unit in your police services. Oh, wow. What you have is this dedicated team uh, of police officers who are first responders for significant crimes against animals who work in partnership with the city of Edmonton's animal care and control team. Um, And that sort of partnership really allows people to best maximize their resources. But your city has said, we take animal protection seriously, and you've made history in the process. Another reason that we can champion Edmonton, something to be really proud of here, because I think that is a huge step in the right direction that I I would hope, along with you, Dr. Coulter, sets a precedent for other cities to do the same, because I think this is something that, you know, people can really get behind. We all we all love and appreciate the animals in our lives, but I think sometimes we're a bit guilty of kind of turning a blind eye and just not finding that information to really discover how much more needs to be done. Would you agree? Yes, and, you know, the, the, the Animal Cruelty Investigation Unit has been created. We want to see it grow in the coming years. You're going to start to really see its results. And why this is important, this is the perfect example of the connections between human and animal well-being, is that when animals are at risk, often people are at risk. And this is what we call the human-animal violence link, and it was a key motivator for the Edmonton Police Service because uh, Constable Cunningham and Dick, who were, who were sort of taking the lead uh, on this, continually were finding what we know is true statistically, which is that when people are abusing animals, often other people in the home are in danger. So the animals may be harmed first, and then the abuser will expand to other people. Or animals and people can be abused simultaneously. So investigating crimes against animals can be a gateway or a window into children who are at risk, women or uh, seniors who are at risk, other kinds of family crises. So that just really ups the ante and augments the reasons why taking animal protection seriously is fundamentally about public safety and about the well-being of all of us. Dr. Coulter, one last question from me. Obviously, your book is out today. Who is your audience? Who is it for? for people of all backgrounds of all kinds. I hope it's going to be inclusive, it's going to be inviting, it's going to give people food for thought, food for action, and most of all, inspiration. Well, I can't wait to dive into it further. Dr. Coulter, thank you so much for writing it and for making the time today. Really appreciate it. It's my pleasure, Chelsea. Thank you. Of course. That's Dr. Kendra Coulter, Professor of Management and Organizational Studies at Western University. Her book, which is out officially today, is called Defending Animals, Finding Hope on the Front Lines of Animal Protection.